Alert, no. Farmers will be forced to cut spending as weak demand from China sees Fonterra slash its milk payout forecast by a dollar a kilo. But that could help to tame inflation. The co-op's new forecast range for the coming season has fallen to $6.25 to $7.75 a kilo of milk solids, with a midpoint of $7 per kilo of milk solids. It comes after dairy prices fell to two-and-a-half-year lows at this week's auction. Fonterra Chief Executive Miles Hurrell says the co-op's earlier forecast was banking on Chinese demand improving over the medium term, but whole milk powered prices have since fallen another 12%. He says the payout will not cover operating costs for some dairy farmers, and they'll be operating at a loss, and there will be broader economic impacts. Farmers spend, you know, 50 cents in every dollar in their own rural communities, and so, you know, a hit to their own businesses like this will be felt in the rural communities across New Zealand. So, you know, we, we, we're under no illusion the impact this will have in those communities, and so, you know, we need to acknowledge that. Now, Miles Hurrell is expecting demand to pick up in the medium to long term, means farmers will have to likely stick it out until early next year. ANZ agriculture economist Susan Kilsby was surprised by the size of the downgrade. She says it will force the sector to cut spending on non-essentials. We're basically in a in a recession at the moment, um, so this is just going to add um, add to the add to the degree of that recession basically so it will um, I mean it will it will essentially help um, the Reserve Bank get inflation under control in some ways because we will see a reduction in spending from this sector and it will flow on to other sectors um, particularly in our in our rural areas but yeah certainly a lot of pain um, being felt in the farms at the moment. That's ANZ agriculture economist Susan Kilsby and you'll hear how farmers are taking that news in the rural news upcoming. Produce exporter TNG Global has reported a half-year loss following the effects of Cyclone Gabrielle. Its net loss for the six months ended June is $15.7 million. That's compared to a profit of $5.7 million a year ago. Revenue rose 19%, but the company recorded an operating loss of $11.6 million following last year's profit. TNG Chief Executive Gareth Edgkin says it's been a challenging period, with the weather damage coinciding with subdued consumer demand in some overseas markets. He says the company is focused on turning things around. We've got a, a very strong growth plan that was already underway and in the ground, and, and it's great to see that that productive capacity has largely remained in place. The 13% of the orchards that we have lost, uh, even if we were to replace them, take a seven-year cycle to come back to full productivity. The 22% that we uh, have reduced volumes on, we've put a lot of work already into making sure we get those back to 100% capacity, and they will all come back online over the next couple of years, as well as all of the growth that we've already put in the ground over the last five years, we will see that productive capacity come on. So in general, it's we, we get back most of the way over the next three years, and then we've also got earmarked capital for new plantings, particularly of our new um, apple that we've just launched, a brand called Jolie, which is a large, red, highly productive apple that's um, due to be planted over the next couple of years. TNG Global has also secured a short-term loan from its German parent company to help with funding while it manages the challenges. And you'll hear more from TNG in the rural news after the news headlines. Contact Energy says geothermal power will be an essential part of moving to a low-carbon economy, despite the progress being made in solar and wind power generation. 
The company is making progress in the redevelopment. Uh, sorry, the company is making progress in the redevelopment of its geothermal power stations in the central North Island, as it plans to replace the 1950s-built geothermal stations near Taupo. Contacts Chief Development Officer Jackie Nelson says the station is expected to generate about 4% of baseload renewable electricity a year when it comes online in the second half of 2026, and it is more reliable than solar and wind options. Geothermal is baseload renewable, so it, it's not intermittent like wind or solar, and. So you know it does replace those、um, coal and gas-fired plants that you know some of them operate both baseload as well. So that by that I mean you know 24/7. So I guess geothermal is unique from that aspect. That's Jackie Nelson from Contact. More than a third of office workers buying work supplies say they don't know their company's sustainability goals, despite a willingness to pay more for sustainable supplies. According to a new OfficeMax survey of just over 1,500 people, 42% of respondents say they would pay more for sustainable office supplies. But that's not trickling through to purchases, as most customers order on repeat. The company's sustainability specialist Emma Coote says, with another 36% of respondents saying they're unclear about their employer's goals to reduce carbon use, businesses have an opportunity for education. It's an enormous opportunity for organisations just to educate their employees, really. And I think when you start doing that, you start to realise the enthusiasm that exists for making more conscious purchasing decisions and more sustainable purchasing decisions. Seventy-two percent of the over fifteen hundred respondents that we had said that they make repeat orders, so that's the same products ordered again and again. And really, that. Kind of habitual purchasing, whilst it makes sense from convenience or a time-saving perspective, it does tend to hinder more sustainable procurement. Emma Coote says simple ordering swaps, such as ordering plastic-free products, can save a huge amount of waste from landfill. Well, let's see how the markets are closing the week. Now we're joined by Dave Lebreton of Hobson Wealth. Kia ora, Dave. How's the market doing today? Hi Kim,、uh, thanks for having me. Well, it's a, a fairly flat day on the New Zealand market、uh, to end the week, so we're、uh, virtually flat at eleven thousand nine hundred and thirty-five points. Any major、uh, movers? Look, yeah.、Um, so if we look at、uh, what you were talking about in the bulletin, the Contact Energy、uh, down four cents to eight dollars thirty-two on V News.、Uh, Fonterra.、Uh, Fish is flat、uh, at three dollars sixty-two for the unit,、uh, and TGG Global uh, also flat. Uh, if we look at main freight,、um, up thirty-eight cents to sixty-seven ninety-eight. Auckland Airport down to at eight dollars thirty-five.、Um, A2 getting a bounce though. A2 Milk up six cents at five dollars forty-four. And heading to Australia, how have they opened? I should note,、um, Australia's competition regulator. Knocking back a bid by ANZ Bank to buy the banking assets of SunCorp Group. How has that been received? Yeah, well, their share price is up fifteen、uh, cents to twenty-five dollars forty-one. So um, uh, clearly, uh, investors um, not too concerned about that at、uh, ANZ.、Um, the ASX two hundred、um, is、uh, similar to our market, actually、uh, flat. 
down 1.8 points to 7,310. Um, but if we look at energy stocks, so Santos up 7 at $7.90 and Woodside up 57 cents at $38.17. So lifting off the back of higher uh, energy prices overnight. Right. And how's our dollar trading? So one New Zealand dollar is buying 92.7 uh, uh, Aussie um, and uh, 61 cents uh, US, 86.7 Japanese yen, uh, 47.8 uh, sterling and 55.5 uh, euro cents. And that leaves interest rates, oil and gold. So three main bank bills are trading at 5.68% per annum. Uh, the 10-year uh, government bond yield is up a little bit at 4.85%. Uh, now, West Texas crude prices lifted 2% overnight, so Russia cut in uh, their supplies from September. That's at $81.55 US for West Texas Intermediate. And gold is uh, at uh, $1,935 US dollars an ounce. Oh, kia ora for your time, Dave. That's Dave LeBreton of Hobson Wealth. Another business news today. Medicinal cannabis company Canasouth is to list on the Australian Stock Exchange. It says the dual listing will allow overseas investors to invest in the company, widening and diversifying its shareholder base. Auckland Airport says its Manawa Bay outlet retail centre is filling up fast, a year ahead of its opening. About half of the 24,000 square metre building has committed or planned leasing. Among the tenants already confirmed are Kate Spade, Coach, Puma, Fila, Under Armour and Flo and Frankie. We'll bring you the latest business news and numbers around half past five in Checkpoint. For now, Charlotte, that's business.